ministry of Bishop Eddie Fabian edifies, exhorts, and comforts as God confirms his word with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders. Bishop Eddie Fabian pastors the Christ Our Savior Cathedral of the megachurch of Wasi, off the Nanavongo Road. His weekly Sunday services and turning point services on Friday are streamed live on Facebook and have blessed many lives. He is also a seasoned counselor God uses immensely to repair shattered relationships. You are about to experience the manifest presence of God. Now, here's the Bishop, Eddie Fagan. We're so grateful that you sent your son, Jesus. You love the world so much that you sent your son, Jesus, to come and die for us. We're so grateful. Our lives have been affected in many ways. And today we say thank you. We're grateful that we can come on a morning like this to remember the day on which he was born. To spend time in your presence and even to celebrate his birth. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't stay in the manger, but you went to the cross to die for us. We are so grateful that you came from heaven to earth to show the way from the earth to the cross. My debts you paid from the cross to the grave and from the grave to the sky. Lord, we lift your name on high. We bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Please turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. Okay, it's Christmas, so just a short Christmas message. And then we'll be moving away to enjoy some one or two things, isn't it? Right. Matthew chapter 2. Uh, if you can read me, with me, let's all read from verse 1. Ready, go. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Verse 2, quickly. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Verse 4. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art thou not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. 
Right. When he had heard the king, try and move with me. I have to wait for you before. They had they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take this young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. and Be thou there until I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. It's 14. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, and they departed into Egypt. Amen. Right. So today I'm just sharing with you about the message of Christmas, if you can come this way, so that um, the message of Christmas, hallelujah. And I'm sharing with you uh, probably three, four, five reasons why Jesus came. <laughs> He had to be born. Amen. Amen. Right. So the first thing that I want you to understand today, Jesus came to erase the delusion and the misunderstanding and the misconception about who God is. Amen. The delusions, the uh, people have a whole lot of things about God. Yeah. Some people see God as a wicked, you know, sometimes some people refer to God as the man upstairs. Have you heard that thing before? <laughs> the man up there. You know, and, and they, they, they describe God as somebody who is just there and he just allows things, certain things to happen. <laughs> it's like he's a bad God who all these earthquakes and uh, coronavirus and uh, what? Bushfires and other things. He's just watching and he's allowing things to happen. <laughs> It's like God is somebody who is just waiting for you to fail so that, I mean, it's like he will just laugh at you or whatever. Yeah. So, people have all these misconceptions about God. So many things. I mean, sometimes when you ask people who God is, some say that he is some something in light or they, they have a whole lot of things that they see about God. <laughs> you see, and so we even have people having all these 
things that they use to represent God. You know. But God had to come down to this earth so that we see that he's somebody who relates with us, who understands our situations, who can also feel what we feel. Hallelujah. Yeah. Actually, in Isaiah chapter 63, verse 9, Isaiah 63, verse 9, if you can give us that scripture, it says that in all their afflictions, he was afflicted. You see, in all your things that you are going through, Isaiah is saying that it doesn't, God is not like some faraway person be, that he is a, in all the things that you are going through, he is also going through the same things with you. Yeah. So the Bible says that his, the, his presence saved them and his love and his pity redeemed them. So the thing that even made him want to come to this earth to come and save us was he was feeling the things that we are feeling. He's, he's seeing what the devil is doing on this earth. He's feeling the same things. That is why he had to come and be with us. Yeah. So Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14 and 15. Isaiah chapter 7. I'm preaching for a short time, so try and be here. Okay, very short time. Isaiah and Tinso and Chichemunai. And the more can't seem to be a My interpreter today. He uh, says, Therefore the Lord Himself shall give you a sign behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel now he chose the name Emmanuel because Emmanuel means God with us. Yeah. So when you hear the name of the Son of God, who is God Himself, who has come, let me finish, who has come, the Bible says that He gave Him a name so that we can understand the person who has come is actually God who has come to be with us. Hallelujah. Oh, I thought you were going to put your hands together. Hallelujah. So as Jesus was walking on this earth and moving up and down, actually it was God walking up and down and showing us who he was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today I want somebody to understand that no matter what you are going through, God is with you. Yeah. That mind that God is not with me, God is far away, God is watching all these things happening and all that. That's not it. God is with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is not far away from us. They sing, they used to sing a song. I don't know whether they still sing it. From a distance. God, I don't know, but I hear from a distance something. <laughs> Edora, come and come and do you know how to sing it? Come and sing it. Let, let, the chorus, you, that one just gives us the message. I don't know what this is. Sing it. Let God me is watching us from the come, come, come. God is watching. God is watching us. Come this way. Yes, sing it. God is watching us. God is watching us. God is watching us. From a distance. Yeah, that's the part I want to hear. From a distance. It starts from somewhere. From a distance. You don't know that one, you see. But I there's just... something uh, about a distance. So you see, it makes God look like somebody who is just somewhere and just watching you from a distance. That, that, that type of thing. But God is not that kind of God. God is with you. God is with us. God wants to be with you. It is not Sanyu Mitre, say, Yankupo, I say, or which a baby, and or two on one year, Shenya, a feminine, Nanso, and Tessa, the Pesemitre, and say, Ne, Yankupo, near or Honomo, Hallelujah. Amen. So, John, in his, um, what do you call it, introduction of Jesus in John chapter 1, verse 18. Yohani, Womatiba, going to Chemudu watching. He said, John chapter 1 verse 18, he said, No man has seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. He said, The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. Yeah. Hallelujah. He had declared him. What does verse 19 say? And this is the record of John when the priest said. But the, the, the verse 18, I don't know whether you have another version of the Bible. Let's try different versions of the Bible. Let's see what it says. It says, no one has ever seen God, not so much as a glimpse. It says, this one of a kind God expression who exists at the very heart of the Father has made him plain as day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, Jesus is an expression of who God is. An expression. Yes. Expression. So, 
Like they say, express yourself, isn't it? <laughs> express yourself. Yes. Yes. So he he expressed when God wanted to express himself. Am I talking to somebody? When God wanted to express himself, he expressed himself through Jesus Christ coming to them. I don't know whether I'm making sense. I know Jesus said, Nanya Kupopesa or Dani Huedino, Paul Fanus, or Dani Huedi, Jesus Christ. So if you really want to understand God, if you are having any kind of mind about God or whatever, it's not anybody else. It's not Buddha. It's not Mohammed. It's not this. It's that. It's Jesus Christ. He is the one who came to show us who God is. I thought somebody was going to clap your hands. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So whatever you see of Jesus, all the things that you have seen of Jesus, you have seen God. You have seen God. You have seen God. From today, may you not have the wrong uh, idea about who God is. Hallelujah. Amen. He's God who is with us. Put your hands together for Jesus. Number two. Jesus came to demonstrate or express the love of God to us. Wow. Wow. John 3.16. <laughs> We cannot be preaching on Christmas Day and not talk about John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Seventeen says that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Amen. So the next thing you need to understand on this Christmas day is that the birth of Jesus was to demonstrate the love of God for you and I. Yeah. God loves you. I said, God loves you. It doesn't matter who you are, God loves you. Whichever corner of the world on the earth where you are, God loves you right where you are. So Jesus came. For the whole world, including you. Tell somebody Jesus came for the whole world, including you. You may not feel loved. Maybe, maybe you don't have anybody loving you. But today I came to introduce a champion lover for you. Oh, I said I came to introduce 
a champion lover for you. Yeah. Champion lover. He's not the lover who condemns. A lot of people say they love you, but they are always condemning you, having things to say about you. You are this, you are that, today this, tomorrow that. But this love is not the love that condemns. Hallelujah. 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 It's a love that loves you. It loves you the way you are. Yeah. There are some people who say, I love him, but I don't like the way he walks. You see, you don't love the person. But I love her, but I don't like the pimples on her face. But the love of God, it loves everything about you, your problems, your somewhereness, everything about you. He oh, I thought you were going to put your hands together. Yeah. That is why Romans, Romans chapter um, 5, I think verse 6 and 7, and I think verse 8 is what I'm really looking for. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. It says, But God commended his love. Or God expressed his love. Or God showed his love. How did he show it? He said, While we were sinners, while we were some way, while our lives was full of problems and all that, he didn't go away from us. He actually came to us. God loves you. Hallelujah. That's the love of God. That's the love that he has shown to us. The way Jesus was moving, the way he was thinking, his actions, and everything he did, the way he related with people, that is the love of God that was being demonstrated to us. Yeah. What he thought about us. How he related. How he helped the poor. How he healed the sick. How he did miracles. How he went to people's homes with problems. He would go to their home and help them with their problems. That was the demonstration of the love of God. Amen. Amen. Paul didn't know how to describe it. He said in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. He said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. He said that ye be rooted. And grounded in love. You see, as soon as Christ 
comes into your life a certain love is also demonstrated in your life that the love of Christ is said you'll be rooted and grounded in love amen amen now how is this love he's describing the love in verse 18 he said we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breath 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 is uh, maybe the width isn't it so that means that how wide God's love is yeah. How wide the love of God is. The love of God is wide. I mean, when you see Jesus, you see that the love of God is wide. It is a love that is able to accommodate anything at all it is able to accommodate it yeah the other day i was talking to somebody and the person said i don't understand why you allow all sorts of people to come into the church dressed in a certain way and they all come into the church I said, you haven't understood the love of God. That's why you're talking about Yeah. Even some people, they themselves, they don't know how they were when they were coming. Because if God was to use a certain measure to receive people in the church, I don't think that certain people will qualify to come inside. You will not be you will not be allowed. Pardon. Yes, you will not be allowed to the gates. Uh, yeah. But the love is white. I said to her. When you see certain people dress the way they are dressed, sometimes it's not because they want to dress that way. Number one, it could be that they don't have something to wear. This is all they have to wear. When she was in the world, that was the dressing she knew. And that's all the clothes that she used to wear. Tight trousers, tight skirts. These are the things. And she has them. And that's the only thing she's wearing and coming. And number two, there are a lot of people who take time 
before they 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 they, they adjust, they learn, they change. It, it takes time. Some of you, up to now, we are still waiting for you. You haven't finished changing. I, I, am I talking to somebody, or I, I'm just saying something from? We are still waiting for you. And I'm comfortable bringing so on my own. I'm not the main we are not the same personally when I got born again I don't think that I had anybody really chasing me come to church come to church I, I mean I just came but I also see some people really they would need somebody to be on them so, uh, uh, how many of you realize that the, if somebody had to be on you for some time before you became serious, otherwise it, it would have been some way. Osofu, Osofu, I know people that my wife personally was on them today. They are pastors. On them, do this, come, call this. I mean, at a point, if you don't take care, one person even told her that, listen, I'm tired with this Jesus. That's what somebody told her. So you see that if you don't have latitude are you getting it if you don't have width you don't have broadness you cannot you cannot accommodate people so that's the love of god that's the love of god it's so wide it's so wide it's so wide it's able to include everybody that's why jesus could go to uh, 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 the, Samar uh, the Samaritan woman go to all these people, the tax collectors, and all that, because the love of God is wide. Not only is it wide. But it's also long, the length, long, long. I said long, long. Yes. So it's a love that doesn't give up on the way. It's a love that goes on to the very end. I said it's a love that goes on to the very end. Today I came to tell somebody the love of God is an everlasting love and it's going to love you to the very end. Yeah. 
It's not a brother who will come and tell you one day, I've been thinking, my sister, I think that something is No, this love, when he says, I love you, he loves you to the end. And yet, a brand now, what you say? Say, say, I'm a drink, 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 it can reach you wherever you are. I see the love of God reaching somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the love of God. That is what Jesus came to express. That is why Jesus had to be born. So that you can understand the love of God. Then he said, it is deep, deep. Now, I said, the love is deep. I said, the love is deep. Yeah. That means that it can go very low, very low. I like that song that says, it reaches to the heart. Yes, mountain. And it goes to the low. Where's Father? It is deep. It doesn't matter how low you have gone. The love of God can reach you down there. I see the love of God reaching somebody down there. How many realize that you were down? You were really down. That's why anytime we sing that song, love came down on me. Then we go down because and some of you, you have to go down and even lie on the floor because you were you were really tired when the love of God came. How do you say it? Your life was a life, a low life. In other words, maybe you went to drugs, you went to prostitution. You were into whatever thing, whatever thing you are in that is low. You were down there, but the love of God was able to reach you down there. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. When you read the story of that woman who was caught in adultery, she was caught in adultery. Life and the Bible says that when the people came to tell Jesus that this woman was caught in adultery I don't know where they themselves were that they could see the woman caught in adultery but they, they, they have brought the woman that they caught her in adultery when they told Jesus Bible says that when they told him he stooped low if you read the, the Bible it says that he stooped low and he started writing on the ground he stooped low 
he started I don't know whether you can find that scripture he stooped low and he started writing on the ground yeah so that thing symbolizes two things one that god bible says that he stooped down he john 8 verse 6 this they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him but jesus stooped down conform. He, he, he wanted to show that listen that, that woman that you put in, she's down. I, I can also go down to that level and I can reach that level where the woman is. I don't know how many of you when we were in school, we used to do stoop, uh, uh, school teachers. Do you still do that thing? Eh? They'll make you put one finger on the ground. Then... And that's what they call it. When we were in primary school, they used to call it stoop. If the teacher says, go and stoop, hey, you put, and he said, don't use, you use one finger and support your body like this. You, you will see that. Uh, it's, it's it's primary. Primary. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus went down. So he's saying, I don't, it doesn't matter how low you are. The love I carry, it can go very low. It can go very low. It can go very low. And another thing he was trying to say, the Bible says that he wrote on the ground the dust, the debt, all the things that were there, he wrote in it. He wanted to say, I can also identify with your debt. I can identify with the things that are wrong about you. I can identify with the debt in your life. I can go down and connect with you. That's the love of God. I said, that's the love of God. I thought somebody was going to put your hands together for Jesus. I can touch you. I can. You, you are not. You are not. One time, some people gave their lives to Christ, and and when they, one of them was a drunkard, and and I think the person who brought them to the front, or you know, he was standing there and holding his nose. Say, you see, some of you people, <laughs> you you don't know where even where you were. That God. You, you, you find the person who has drunk smelling and you are just closing. Maybe you were not drinking when you were down. But maybe your, your sin that was around you was even more stinking than the, the alcohol. Senior. Am I talking to somebody? Senior. Yeah. Senior. Yeah. Senior. Now, a brother, no, then a bar, sorry, no, or Ben, no, and no, sorry, they really don't see them. She said, and Sunny Bono. Now, so you move to a home, my imprint, you know, I need a riff, he said, Tibia near a woman, and you're a whole bunch of a queer and there, or then a bravo, am I used to be? Yeah, but that's the love of God, and no name on young coupon at all. So, when you see Jesus, he's coming 
as he was born these are the things he just he had to come and demonstrate God who God is hallelujah yeah and then finally, the love is seen in. Are you there in Ephesians chapter 3? It says it's a very high love. High love. High love. Hey, am I talking to some people in the church? Are you excited about the love of God? I thought you're going to give the Lord a shout. You like this one? That means that it doesn't matter how high you are. <laughs> the love can reach them. So there are some people very high and mighty. It's like nobody can reach them. But it doesn't matter how high you are. You still need the love of God. Yeah. You see, some people they think that where they have reached, they don't need God's love. You see, one of the things that this story, even in Matthew chapter 2, teaches us. You know, the Bible says that wise men. Why? wise men that they were talking in those days is not some people that were just calling wise listen let them just sit wherever they are we are closing otherwise they step me these were learned people these were people who have gone to school they have PhD whatever what are the highest degrees that you can think of Meritus. Emeritus, professor emeritus, whatever. They were the people, the Bible says that they saw his star and they decided that they would go and look for him. Yeah. So, the thing is reaching even to professor emeritus and big people, anybody at all, the love of God came for those people. Hallelujah. Yeah. Listen, it doesn't matter how many degrees you have, how many thermometers you have, whatever you have. If you don't look for Jesus, you are not wise. You are a fool. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are the way we are. We, who, who are you? High people, they laugh at us. They laugh at people who go to church. It's like, what do you get from this? Listen, the love of God was not just for, like, he said, oh, these are the people who need to go to church. 
but some of us no it's for everybody god came to show his love to everybody so that you will not die and go to hell but you will make it to heaven the high the high so that you also know him amen yeah and it also means that if it's very high it means that it's higher than any problem in your life Hallelujah. So it, it can actually overlook your problems. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why we can look at children and some of the things they do, we don't really, because we just see them as children when they do, oh, these are children. It's the same way. That's the love of God. When it looks at you, say, oh, this one, I can overlook it. This one is okay. This one is not a problem. And God can overlook. Oh, wow. I'm excited. Hallelujah. And finally, because my time is up, he came so that we will have a relationship with God. Hallelujah. Amen. So he came, first of all, to remove or take away any misunderstanding, delusion about God. Number two, he came so that he would demonstrate the love of God. And number three, he came so that we'll have a relationship with God. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, as I close. I'm reading from verse 17 to verse 21. It says that therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ you see that's the thing that we fail to see God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation amen Say something so that I know that you are with me. Hallelujah. Corinthians Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Clap for my interpreter. It's powerful. So, Christianity is not about some do's and don'ts and things like that. No, Christianity is a relationship. That's the difference between Christianity and other religions. In fact, before Jesus came, it was like that. The Jewish leaders had made the thing some kind of uh, rituals and you have to do this, don't do this, don't do that. So many things. But Jesus had to come and say, listen, the thing that is not how God wants it to be. He wants to have a relationship with you and I. Hallelujah. No quarry, no quarry. And son, Jesus Christ, O Bebano, Netisa, Neyem Rankwa, Yeway, Menyeway, Yeway, Menyeway. Now, so Jesus Christ, O Bayano, O Basse, O Betsnas, and Wachrech, Senye, Ninyan Kupon, Ebenya, and Yonkofa. If I one day when the people came to me, they asked him, What is the greatest commandment? He said, That you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. That is the greatest thing God is looking for. God is looking for a relationship. And when we talk about love, what, what else are we talking about? We are talking about relationship. That's what it is. That's what it is. Quickly. No quarry, and go for people who be busan and say, I am Rano, Judah for Rano. He wants to have a love relationship with you and I. If you have come to Christ, have a relationship with him. It is not about this and what is your relationship you have with God that every day you can wake up and pray and he says that when you pray in my name whatever you say the father will hear in heaven and he will answer every prayer of yours yeah. And the Bible says in 1 John 4, 19, it says that we are able to love him because he first loved us. Do clearly. He first loved us. 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 So that we can love him too. I'm able to love Jesus. I'm able to love God because he first loved me. If you want somebody to love you, first love. Yeah. Yeah, you want somebody to love you, but you don't show love. How can you expect that love will be shown to you? Am I speaking to some wives and some husbands? And some... Yeah. 
God decided that let me show them love. And he showed us love through his son. He said, now you two can show me love. Beautiful. I said, beautiful. Beautiful. That's why we can have a relationship. And beloved, we are going to live in heaven for eternity. If you don't learn to have a relationship now, how are you going to, even this short time, you can't do it. How are you going to do it when you are there for eternity? Oh, tell somebody, may we have a relationship with him. Paul said in Acts 17, verse 22. Let me close. It says that from verse 22, and Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said, Ye men of Athens, in all things I perceive that you are very religious. For as I passed along and I observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. An unknown God. What therefore you worship in ignorance this is what I said before unto you. That God that made the world and the things therein, he being Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is he said by men's hands as though he needed anything. Seeing that he himself giveth to all life and breath and all things. And he made of one every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth having determined their appointed seasons and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek God if happily they might feel after him and find him though he's not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. A setting of your points have said. Hallelujah. So, he met some people who said they were serving God, but it was an unknown God. They didn't have any relationship with him. Who is God to you? Today. Is he somebody you have a relationship with? Or is he an unknown God to you? God doesn't want to be an unknown God. He wants to be a God that you can know. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking to somebody here. Somebody you can relate with. Somebody you can chat with. Somebody you can say, I know him. He's not somebody far away. He said, I'm not far away. I am near you. I am close to you. I am by your side. He said, in fact, the way it is, you can look for me and you will find me. Oh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I see people looking for God. I said, I see people looking for God. And may you find Him. 
You shall find him. You shall find him. And the Bible says that, and you can even feel him. Wow. Wow. What a God. I said, What a God. I said, What a God. You can feel him. I said, You can feel him. Not a God that we cannot feel. Not a God that we don't know whether he's around. We can feel him. He said, You can feel after him. Oh, where's the scripture? You have taken it off. He said, If happily, if happily, verse 27, if happily you will feel after him, you feel him. From today, may you feel God around you. No, some of us, God is, is like some far away God. No. Isn't that what a songwriter said? Uh, I just talked to him today. What's that song? I just talked to him. I just talked to him. Oh, Grace Trailers. You don't know that song. I just talked to him too. So I woke up this morning and I, I, I talked to God. I've forgotten the way the song goes. Instrumentalists, you don't know songs. I thought you should know songs. Uh, uh, oh, how come I've forgotten this song? Is it? Uh, it's like, don't try to tell me. God is dead. He woke me up this morning. Don't do you, do you have a song like that? Look for it. Don't try to tell me. My God is alive. He's there. And he said, I actually talked to him this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to tell me. God is there. He woke me up this morning. What's the next line? Don't try to tell me he's not alive. He lives within my heart. He opened up my blind eyes and set me on my way. Don't try to tell me God is dead. I just talked to him today. I just talked to him. Oh, I just talked to him. I just talked to him today. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that you have a relationship with him. I pray that you will feel God in your life. I pray that you will surrender your life to him. I pray that you make him the Lord of your life. I pray that you understand the reason why Jesus came so that the salvation that he brought for you and I you will have it so that you will not die and go to hell but you will make it to heaven one day hey stand to your feet and let's close wow wow and this morning before we leave I believe that that's the message God wants to give to somebody. The love of God can reach you. 
doesn't matter where you are today you may be here you may be watching us you may be listening you need Jesus in your life that is why he came it came for every one of us. Today, it doesn't matter your sin. Jesus can save you. That same baby that was born went to the cross and shed his blood to save you. Today, he's calling on you with love that is wide love that is low love that is high love that is long if you need Jesus in your life with every head bowed with all eyes closed you want Jesus to come into your life you want this love of God in your life you want to have a relationship with God wherever you are just lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you you want to give your life to Jesus you want to have a relationship lift up your hand we're going to pray and I want us all to pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus. Oh, say, Lord Jesus. I thank you for leaving your throne in heaven to be born on this earth and to die for my sins. Please forgive me all my sins come into my heart make me a new person help me to have a relationship with God let's finish in English then we'll just do it in peace help me to have a relationship with God from today I will serve you I will follow you for the rest of my days Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now let's pray. If you say, Iradi Nyankopon, Iradi Nyankopon, Medawasi, Medawasi, so small doba Jesus, so small doba Jesus, some brasa siso, some brasa siso, no me wu emame, no me wu mame, boni biya mayetia ubiya, boni biya mayetia ubiya, fami boni chemi, fami boni chemi, etina makumemu, etina makumemu, yemi abodi efufro, yemi abodi efufro. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We believe you have been exhorted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call a WhatsApp plus two three three five nine one five two four five two two. That's plus two three three five nine one five two four five two two to speak to Prophet Eddie Faven. 
Prophet Fabian would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Fabian is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Fabian comes your way again, run with a prophetic word. <laughs>